Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stream of Thought. This is episode number 230. We start things off by talking about what happened to me at the park that prompted me to start bringing up Play-Doh. Also, Rick's massage, his experience when he went in, and a couple things that may have crossed the line. We'll see. Not sure. But then also, a particular job that I completely forgot that I had a few years before moving to California. So with that being said, episode number 230 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So I have this interesting experience that happened to me, and I have to tell somebody about it because it's it's just one of those. I mean, I'm sure every, everybody has experienced this, but it's just the depth, I guess you can say, at which I experienced it. I stepped in some dog shit the other day, right? Okay. We've all been there before, right? Oh, 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 oh. But what I noticed when it happened, and like when it happened, I kind of immediately knew exactly what happened, but at the same time, I, I wasn't because I'm leaving the park and I'm walking, 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 and I step in this this thing this i don't know it's dog shit yet and you know how like when you step in mud or dog shit apparently like it feels like the the ground kind of moves underneath you <laughs> you know what i'm saying because you because <laughs> usually when you step in it you know right away it's like oh i stepped in some dog shit but this was such a heaping pile of shit that when i stepped in it i was and i was like oh whoa i didn't know there was mud on the ground i was like I look down at my shoe, right? And this is the the best picture I can paint. Imagine, you know how when you get a brand new container of Play-Doh, you open up for the very first time and the the Play-Doh is kind of like a cylinder, right? The Play-Doh is like a cylinder. Imagine taking it out of the container, putting it on the sidewalk and walking perfectly on top of it. You feel all that Play-Doh smushed down and your brain comprehends that it is stepping on something prior prior to the end of the action of the foot taking the step, of the leg taking the step and the foot actually making contact with the earth. There's like a one, two second period where your foot is not stable. And then because there's so much Play-Doh, what happens when you press it down? It goes down and out. And I look down, and I'm just like, I cannot believe what I'm fucking looking at right now. Because usually when you step in dog shit, you step in like a little bit of dog shit. Because you either don't notice it until you get in the car and you're like, what's that smell? Or you only see it because there's a little bit uh, uh, like on the side of your shoe. Not because you stepped on a freaking brand new... Play-Doh cylinder and like it just smushes out from underneath you and I was just like oh my goodness it's pretty much also because there's so many people in LA with dogs it's like a sin anywhere it is bad manners to not clean up after your dog especially in LA where dogs are all over the place there's no reason not to pick up after a dog it was just like fucking a son of a bitch I'm standing there wiping my foot on the wood chips, on the grass, on the curb. I'm looking for little puddles. What is your method what? for removing all of this this crap? Because I it just that, just that. So because my because my uh, shoes, my workout shoes, it's not like the tread is kind of worn down. So it's not like I need a fine stick to do surgery and get the pieces out, right? It's it's uh worn down enough where I just wipe it on the grass. But I'm looking for puddles of water, right, to to dip my foot in, dip my shoe in. Luckily, it was a pretty uh, damp morning. And then later as I was walking home, I did see a nice little puddle. And the grass was still wet because it was early in the morning too. So I just, you know, treated it like a doormat and got rid of it. But even though it's gross, 
it, I just thought it was so funny because Plato was the first thing that came to mind after I realized what had just happened. I will say uh, I have never been able to get that stuff off of my shoe just by putting it in a puddle or wiping it on grass. There's always like that residual smell that lasts afterwards. So I don't know how I know. how successful it was for you, but I always find myself. It was very successful. I was like. Able to get rid of all of it because again, I don't have the fine tread. If you have a sneaker with a bunch of tread work and crazy design, nope, not happening. Right? Not happening. At that point, what you have to do is you have to let it dry out. And then I don't know uh, what this is called. I think I'm just going to call it the Midwest clap. I don't know why. You can really use it anywhere in the world, but the Midwest clap, when you let the shoes dry out, and you whack them against each other. Yes, right. Dude. That's how you, right? Yes. When you leave the sh- the sneakers outside so that the blades of grass dry up, and you whack them together, or after soccer or football or baseball, b- baseball playing in the mud, whatever. What do you do? You leave the shoes outside. You come back the next day and you clap them out over the stairs, right into the garden or into the sh- into the bushes, and everyone in the neighborhood knows what's going on. I know it. You stop. Wait, what's that? It's about ten. 11, maybe 12 houses down. <laughs> oh, Mr. McGillicuddy's cleaning out his shoes. Clap, 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 clap. Dude, I, lo- I love that. The Midwest clap. The Midwest clap. Was this on the pavement or was this in the grass? Because I think that's the main distinction. So this was actually neither. This was on a little wood chip area. So at the park, there is a closed off area where, where dogs are not allowed because... You're just supposed to just be a, supposed to chill grass area, and sometimes you do yoga there. And then there's a concrete path. But what I do is when I, when I walk up, you can go left, and you can kind of walk behind the closed-off area underneath, like, this canopy of trees where there's, like, a little wood chip path that goes up to this other spot. So it was on the wood chip path. When it comes to dogs, so I, I will be the first to admit, and I'll, I'll say this, I'll let you get to your point that there have been a couple of instances in the suburbs of Chicago where I have not done my due diligence in picking up the uh, dog doo-doo, especially if uh, our dog had gone already. I didn't bring a bag, wasn't expecting that to happen. It happens, and then I'm just looking around for people. Uh, no one else is around. All right, move on. It's on the grass, though. It's not on the sidewalk, so, Dude, you know. yes. I've had that happen to me as well. That happened to me uh, one time. So I'm walking this back in Glen Ellen. I'm walking my dog and I always walk him to the corner and back. Right. And I don't have any bags with me at all. And, but it's fine because I'm, I mean, it's ultimately not fine, but I like forgot the bags. And I was like, okay, well I'm just going to make sure he doesn't poo. We're just going to have to go to the back to the front yard. And then that day, he did something that he had never done before because all of a sudden I realized like – because I'm walking, walking, we're walking back. And then I realized like he's just a little bit behind but we're still walking. He squat down and started to poop out some nuggets while moving. No. He's like shuffling along. He's no. like shuffling a little bit. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Because I don't have any bags, and we're like two blocks away from my house. And it's in the middle of the sidewalk. And so I'm looking, and there's like a middle of the sidewalk, like a trail of a few poop logs, right? The length of like two sidewalk squares. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm looking around, there's no one. And like, and I'm like, I don't know what to do because if I stop, he keeps pooping. But then if I keep walking, then someone might see me and there's crap in the middle of the sidewalk. Also, it's not like I can just turn the corner and go to my house. No, it's a straight shot. And anyone who stumbles upon that within 10 minutes will see the guy walking his dog down the street. So what I did was – and I couldn't leave my dog there, right? And so I walked back to the house and I did the best that I could and – which was I ran, I ran back. I double-timed. I jogged. I didn't want to walk. I was like, I got to get this out of here now. So we made it back to the house. There's shit sitting on the sidewalk. Go back to the house, grab a bag, 
jog two blocks back to where the shit was and clean it up. Dude, I have to say that is a valiant effort. Uh, there was one time back, I, I would say, what, like three or four years ago or whatever, when our puppy was still a little puppy and running down the street. Like, he'd, he'd gone twice already, like, in the evening. And so I'm like, oh, okay, it's safe to walk around the the neighborhood, just take him on a little run around the yard. And uh, immediately, as we're, like with you, just half a block away, suddenly he decides, no, I'm not going to go on the grass. I'm going to go on the sidewalk. And um, I did not follow your virtuous uh, behavior to go back and clean it up, which I do. That's all right, yeah, because what uh, I did... Well, before I ran back, Not I, like, good. kicked a couple nuggets in the grass. Right. right? I mean, uh, that's yeah. all you can do. I kicked a couple nuggets enough, yeah. in the grass. And honestly, when it's, like, one of those things where if it's, like, off to the side or in an area where people aren't walking, then it's like, well, if you don't have a bag, you don't, like, sorry, it just happens to be what it is. However, at Runyon Park or anywhere in L.A. for that matter, there are so many people – with dogs walking around over the place, all you have to do is wait a few minutes before you see someone passing by with a dog and says, hey, excuse me, do you have an extra bag I can have? But sometimes, dude, sometimes when my dog is taking a crap, like in a parkway, you know, even though like no one's going to, no one's going to walk on it, right? Because the only reason I ran back I don't know why I just didn't kick it to begin with, all the pieces to begin with. I kicked, like, one or two, and then I went... I don't know why I just did that in the first place. But sometimes when I let my dog uh, take a dump in the grass, and it's in a spot that I know is inconspicuous, I'm, I kind of feel like it's... I kind of feel like it's a win. Like, ah, 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 ah. Dog crap in the grass. I've done it again. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, fertilizer. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it's you a favor. feeling. Grow your grass. Oh, you just freshly cut your lawn on the <laughs> Sunday afternoon? Dump! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So true. The other thing that happened, I mean, I guess we'll not, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit before, but the thing with the chat room happened again, like, the next day, like, uh, where's so-and-so? Oh, they're not here. Oh, how come? Because this happened. Because that happened. And it's like... Oh my gosh, it's happening again. Shut up. Shut up. Everyone, shut up. But it seemed to have uh, trickled down. I didn't know if you had anything to add on that. I was reread, I screenshot some of these, uh, some of the dialogue when it was coming through, or at the time. But I just reread it right now, and it's like, it's not as interesting as I thought I was at the time. But just thought I'd fill you in on that. That happened again, where it's like the next day, trickling over into the next day. It's like, oh my gosh. Still, people, still, we're talking about this little thing of drama that doesn't need any attention, yet somehow is still garnishing attention. On, on the main channel or on the side channel? Uh, it was on the side channel. This time it, it happened in the side channel, which is where it was, where, which is where it belonged. But uh, I think it was just a little bit on the main channel for a heartbeat. Yeah. But then, and then someone was like, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, now I remember what was the funny part. It's like, this is going on. This is, because there's pe- there are people in the chat room who are regulars, right? Like a handful of people, you always see their name. And it's funny because one of the ladies in the chat room, like this is going on, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then one of the people who is a frequent commenter, like mentions a stock, like, hey guys, uh, this stock dot, 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 dot. And I thought it was so funny Because it's like, obviously, everybody sees what's happening in the chat. Obviously, she sees it, but then kind of, I I guess you can say, uh, broke the ice, like, going backwards, like, like, getting everyone back on track. It was like, oh, hey, guys, this, this stock is moving, this... What about this? And it was just really, really funny because it's in the middle, like, everyone knows, everyone's watching this thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like everyone's reminded, oh, yeah, we're here because of stocks, not for drama. Because <laughs> this, this, this is not on, like, YouTube or any other, like, this is an own personal 
server type thing. Right. You have to be a member. You have to pay an annual membership to in order to have access right. to this. Right. So yeah. people are paying money. I just think to all the, the live streams that I do watch, because I, I do like Star Wars, various like live streams and stuff like that. And occasionally you'll get some jackass who goes in and just hits one, 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 one. And that's all his comment is for like like 25 times until a moderator like blocks them or something like that. There's yeah. always going to be people who are going to try and start shit. That's just... Well, it's funny because every now and then, this doesn't happen often because, obviously, because you have to pay for this service. So it's like people who are here want to be here, right? But every now and then, you get someone who calls out the creator of the of the website and the resources, mm-hmm. calling them a scam for this reason or for that reason. And then what was the term that you told me about when – um, trolls like swarm on one person. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget. Right. There the, was a term. There was a term that you said when somebody is tr- like, if somebody is trolling someone and that person has a following, all of a sudden everyone on the internet of that following will just, um, attack. Will they will, they will, attack. they will go on. The, yes. Go on the offensive. They will. Yeah. Yes. They will attack. And, uh, so that's what happens sometimes and someone says something like that, everyone all of a sudden starts type like, whoa, 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 who are all these people? I never see these names like, hey, what are you doing? He's the best. Da, 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 da. Get out of here. Yeah, you suck. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, whoa, that person is muted. And then they they get like suspended for a day or a week from the chat capabilities and everything that they said in the chat feed disappears. <laughs> 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 but then you you get that swarm, and it's like uh, if you were to say something like BTS sucks or something like that, bro, right. there is no stopping them. I mean yeah. there is millions yeah. and millions who will torment yeah. you to the end of days. Yeah, once or twice it happens where I, I look at the chat, and then also I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I got to scroll up, scroll <laughs> up, scroll up. What the heck just happened the last two minutes that I wasn't looking at? Yeah, I feel I feel like this, is, this has gotten me a little like heightened with my stress level. However, okay. I had an opportunity to release my stress level a little earlier today. I got a full body massage, my friend. Interesting. First time. When was the last time you did that? It was like two and a half, three years ago, For... back when I was up in Minneapolis. Okay. Are you somebody who has done, mas- like, is that something that piques your interest? I don't do it regularly, but I am a big fan of massages particularly deep tissue massages oh. i'm not a fan of swedish massages they just don't do it for me i have to do deep uh have to do deep tissue what, what's a swedish massage so the swedish massage are 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 longer it's like elongated strokes so what they do is like for example what they might do is like they'll start with their elbow like they'll let's say they'll They'll put their elbow like on your on the top of your back, right? And then they'll drag the elbow down to the spine, down down your spine. And as they do that, they put their arm down and then they drag their whole arm across and then they'll continue pushing the weight with their forearm and their wrist and like their fingers. Right? So it's like a brush stroke almost is what it's like. That is so interesting. Because uh, that might actually yeah, it's like a brush stroke. be the massage that I ended up getting. That pro- a lot of people love them. I just don't like it because I enjoy like really having a uh, masseuse push their fingers and really like knead the muscles. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I need. Because after I had a, a Swedish massage one time, I was like, cool, that was fun not it takes it's usually it's also it's usually like less effort so to speak on the masseuse too because you're not putting you're not putting all you're not focusing all of your energy into just like your fingers right you're when the last time that i got a massage like two and a half years ago in minnesota i had specifically requested for a deep tissue massage and it was very interesting because as i was going through um i don't know if you've had this experience where um, 
there are certain areas that are not as tense as others, but the deep t- tissue mm-hmm. massage goes throughout the entire body. And so suddenly they reach an area that doesn't have tightness and you're like, oh, God, oh, it hurts. Oh, no. Yeah. But then they get to the areas where there is that like deep muscle tension and then they need it and do that. And it's like, oh, OK, like that's perfect. When I was getting a massage, uh, I went and sold the masseuse. Because they're like, you know, what level do you want? I'm like, turn it to the max. I've never been proven wrong until that day. And she's doing, I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's called the IT band. It's like a muscle that runs right on the side of your leg or something like that. And so and so I'm getting the massage and I'm like, ugh, ugh, because it was so pain. That was the only area of my body where it was painful. And I couldn't tell – I wouldn't allow myself to tell her not so much pressure. Yes. I was like, I must endure. I can do this. Ugh. Dude, it fucking sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It was so painful. It was not fun. It was just on the outside of my legs. But other than that, what, all my massages – Wait, what, so afterwards though, did you feel any better or was it just like now I have Oh, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just in that okay. moment. Because <laughs> that that's kind of my philosophy too is that – I mean just do what you got to do. Get it done. So uh, this is the first time. I don't – I mean this is a place I've never heard of before. I guess my brother has gone to it. So my, my mom ended up getting me a gift card for a free massage. Bro – Massages are so fucking expensive. Where'd you go? Massage Envy? Elements Massage. They all sound... In Wheaton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in In Wheaton. Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there. They tried... Yeah, I went there because I was like, we're going to the Aldi across the street for a little bit when the Glen Ellen Aldi was under construction. And like someone came in and gave everyone like Elements coupons or whatever. And they try and get you to sign up and do all this shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm just here. You, this is the first and last time you're going to see me. Right. And it's only because I have a coupon. They said that the the moment after I had paid and or like done the gift card thing and did the gratuity, it's yeah. like, oh, when are you scheduling your next appointment? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. That was the same thing. Okay, so the the spot that I went to in the valley, that's where I got the sweetest massage. The Swedish massage, because it was like a. Uh, Massage, I don't know, massage school or whatever. So the person giving me this, this massage was a student. And when you go there, it's like super discounted. But you just can't – because there's students that have to work on it, you're not allowed to request what type of massage you want. You just go in and they either give you the deep tissue or Swedish or like something else, right? Wow. And so – and so, but you only pay like 30 bucks for like an hour massage, right? And – they don't allow you to tip. They're like, do not tip. Do not tip. So I'm like, okay, I can understand that. Super cheap. Do not tip. They're students. Go in. You get what you get. And I'm leaving, right? And, and as I'm leaving, they're trying to get me to do an appointment. They're trying to get me to take out my credit card as I'm leaving to schedule – well, not to schedule an appointment, but to like, oh, we have these package deals. I'm like, no, bitch. You are not getting me on this. You guys are a school. You know, you're saying don't tip. I have no problem spending more money, but I want to before I spend more money, I want to make sure some of that goes directly to the person who gave me a massage. I'm not buying these package deals from your university so you can have the students. No. First and last time. Later. Yeah, dude. So, well, and that that is the one thing that I have discovered for I've only gone to like four massages in my entire life. Every single time I get the thing, oh, you need more massages. When you go for a a body massage, if you ask them, oh, are there areas that are tight or like – They do that every time. Because I had to ask. I don't know if they tell you like in the experiences that you've had. For me, I've had to ask. It's like, oh, what – like what's tight? Like what needs work on? Et cetera, et cetera. They always ask me ahead of time, like, oh, are there, is there anything that we should know about any particular areas of pain or area? Then I tell them beforehand. And then while I'm getting the massage, they always tell me like, oh, this spot is all, this spot is more stiff than usual. And it'll be like, sometimes like, oh, really? Like, I didn't even freaking know that, but I believe you for sure. And so as they're doing it, they usually tell you what spots 
are of concern of theirs or just spots to watch out for. But at, but you're saying that they didn't do that. So the guy who was doing it, he was he was fine, but he's going he's going through the whole thing. So he starts out, I get into the place, and obviously, I, it's such a weird thing, too, because, I don't know, I mean, disrobing in a public place, that just, for me, is a natural thing that I'm not really comfortable with, and so, but I know, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know. Are you, oh, are you, are you somebody it, who dude. you get in, you're just like, let I me take love off it. all my clothes I right love now. it. When they tell me, when they say disrobe and... I'll be back and yeah. knock on the door before coming in. I take a moment and I just embrace the fact that I am straight up naked. Wait, you go, you go, you go building. without boxers? Seriously? I did. Oh, oh, okay. One time though. One time. Yeah, you're right. But I like it when I'm disrobing. I'm I'm taking off and I'm just like, hell yeah. When I was in Europe, actually. <laughs> of course, it would be. No, Europe. it wasn't like a happy. It wasn't. It wasn't like a Europe. It wasn't like a happy ending massage. But they were. They told me like, oh yeah. They told me like, take off all your clothes and then you go in. And so during the massage, I was like, I was confused. I was like, is this lady gonna start reaching for my dick? But she didn't. Everything was fine. She was professional. But going back to your original question, yeah, when I'm taking the clothes off, I'm like, hell yeah. I feel, I, I don't know. Time to get a massage. No, this place in uh, Chicago with the uh, sleep tanks, or not the sleep tanks. They're these tanks that you go in that you can't hear anything, you can't see anything. You, all oh, your, de- like, your yeah, senses depri- are shut deprivation off. chambers. Deprivation yeah. tanks. And in those, you get naked because you go into that naked. And I was going to say, I remember that. I was like, I thought it was freaking awesome. But then I was like, oh, wait, there are other people before me and after me. They will also be naked. in <laughs> But I guess it's really I guess it's really not that different than if you're in swim trunks. Right. It's not any different. I guess. Than if you're straight up naked, yeah. you're just bringing in extra fa- fabric. With you. <laughs> I'm not grossed out in it by it anymore. Yeah. Going back to our. Uh, Whatever started this whole tangent, I don't even care. I'll take off all my clothes and stand right there, showing it all to the world. I bet you said you don't like getting naked for the massage. Are you? No, you said, I, how I, do we start talking about this? What is going on? Don't like getting naked for the massage. <laughs> no, so no. I mean, I, it's like okay, fine. Take take pants off, shirt off, socks off. I'm I'm gonna keep my pant, my underwear on. Um, do that. It was, it was very interesting because this is the same thing that I've heard over and over again. And I don't know, you know, granted I've only done it like three or four times that, uh, the response afterwards is you need a monthly massage. Like, because my, my question was afterwards. So what part of my body seems to be the tightest? He said, all of your body. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, (laughs) what? He said, (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, All no. I mean, six, 60 minutes is not going to cut it. Uh, there's no way that you're going to be able to release all of these these muscle knots and stuff like that all over your body. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Wow. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, stretching and stuff like that, trying to be, you know, relatively aware of things. But when he was going through, you could feel like when he hit that spot where there was like a knot or just a muscle conglomeration, it's like, Oh oh, yeah, that kind of hurts. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it was throughout the entire body. I don't know for you. They do, they do what? So the, the chest, the back, arms, legs, face, head, like I, I don't know. I mean, everything, dude. In Europe, you want in Europe, they were massaging my butt. Yeah, they they did not go that far at this place, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I noticed that when I'm in like they don't do this in the states. I mean, and she wasn't using her hands. She was using her elbow. Right. But that's why I was like that's why cuz they were like you take off your clothes and they gave me they were like you can be naked. Or you can wear this, like, uh, thong. And it was like, 
like it was you could tell it was like a dis- it was like a one time use disposable ratty tatty thong that you could you know with a pouch and everything <laughs> and and I'm like fuck that I was just getting naked it doesn't matter right <laughs> but they do your they do your butt I mean they have half of your ass covered you know like when they're working on the left cheek they your your butt crack isn't exposed they have the towel over but like it's pretty much the whole thing there and they and and you know what you realize when you're getting it done you know what you say thank you thank you Europe thank you it's one of those things you don't you uh you don't realize that you need it until it actually gets done it's like oh my goodness yes because it's a part of the leg and it's like oh my goodness i'm so much more aware and conscious at this moment that my butt is getting my gluteus maximus is being massaged from the top all the way down to the bottom where it meets the leg just like that and right? that's that's where it came close to me like when i was because they had me turn over right and i'm assuming that they do that's a, a typical thing where they do the back and then you have to turn over to the front and they do that stuff um yeah like when they get up close to the groin or whatever it's like okay like that's not something that i'm like super comfortable you know what's crazy yeah because they get the because you can feel their hand their their fingers on the inside of your leg right that's just what i was thinking right now because when you're flipped over that's the same thing i was thinking because it's like it's like whoa okay it's like oh that's closer than i thought and i'm thinking like how far are you trying to take this (laughs) right like how do you not know? Because everyone has different shapes and sizes, right? How do you like? How is how is the red zone? The the red zone cannot be the same across all people. It is an oscillating red zone, and you're coming pretty fucking close, bro. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's like whoa, but I'm ready. You know, if it's if. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> if it's a if it's a female, well, it, it, if you want to go the distance, I'm with and, you. And that's and that's <laughs> that that was that Dude. was my experience. Like of because this this guy, I I don't know. Uh, he was um kind of you know Eastern European accent or something like that or whatever. I'm sitting there face front or whatever, and he's like up on the table, like his his entire body and groin is like touching my hand as he's doing the stuff around my chest area or whatever. I was like, dude, I'm fucking touching your waistline right now. This feels super like your hand, your hand was that your hand. My, my hands are out on the table. Like I'm not moving it, but he's leaning over the table to like massage or whatever. And it's oh, like, like, I, I it just, okay. it, I, I was, okay. I was thinking to myself, okay. Oh, yep. this is, this is, was it close enough where you could, like flick it like hey get the fuck out back up back up bitch like a quick little flick of the finger it would uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> i wouldn't have done that that would have yeah, been too yeah, fucking that, weird. that would have been a little but much just, me. it's funny but though. yeah i was i was but you were touching <laughs> all right uh, you know i and and my response in situations like it it doesn't even matter if it's a situation like this whenever i feel like super like overwhelmed or um uh, uncomfortable. I just go limp, and everything went limp. The, well, it's like the uh, there's a Seinfeld episode where they're getting massages, and George freaks out because uh, he's waiting in the waiting room, and then he sees like like this young, strong, muscular guy come out, and he's like, "What the hell? That's the guy that's gonna give him the massage." And uh, and he's like, all right, George, why don't you go ahead and it'll be easier, you know, just take these things off. I'm like, what? Or loosen them up, the pants. And then he's like touching him and uh, he freaks out because in his head, he doesn't, he's not sure if his penis moved or not. And, he's, and then afterwards, he's like, I don't know if it moved. I don't, uh, and he's, he's starting to freak out. And then I think it's the same episode or it might be later. I don't know, but uh, He's like, oh, no, don't you see? I'm a gay man, Jerry. I'm a gay man. And he's just this whole this whole theatrical drama, right? And that's the episode. But it was just – it was funny. And it reminded me of what you said. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I've had guys massaging me. It's like, whatever. 
Oh, no. But, and I, I didn't mind, too. I, it was just, it was weird. I mean, like, in the sense of, like, with the, like, doing the doing It's the like, it's like are you not stuff? aware of like, your, It's are you not aware of, yeah, uh, barriers or personal space or, like, just being completely unaware of the surroundings? And for, for me, like, I'm somebody who doesn't know that sort of stuff. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm assuming, like, and I do, I do truly believe it was all good. Like it was all good as my hands were laying out there and his little, his right. crotch was riding up against my arm. <laughs> like, all right. Hey man, you're, you, you, you do what you gotta do. We're all good. Like not a problem, but it was still, like, <laughs> I was just like, like that did cross. I was like, this just feel like, like I'm rubbing against the top of his like, uh, like gene line or whatever. And, it felt like a, red, a, zone, a red, red zone, zone, red zone, red like, zone. <laughs> let's, you know, let, let, let's, let's cool this. Ugh. Let's cool this. Uh, yeah, but, sure. but so yeah, overall, um, really good. But I would like to get a massage. I mean, I'm just don't have the money to go to a massage. It's every so month. fucking expensive, dude. Right. And I want to always tip them well because of the, intense manual labor that they're doing to you right and so yeah if i could do that i definitely would go once a month and yes i am sure the average human needs you know it would be their body would greatly appreciate a once a month massage or regular chiropractic work right but hey i've been living this long without them without them that frequently i'm assuming this is kind of the same thing that people say for people who don't get massages regularly you need more you need to do it on a monthly basis you need to be able to loosen up those muscles so set an appointment with us it's one of those things where they have like a free chiropractor standing there with their little flag their foldable display flag right in the in the back and uh to do a free checkup oh yeah this is what you need done you should everyone it's the same with everyone they already are going to tell you you need to see a chiropractor before they even, right? Uh, like check default or do their thing. That default, yes, it is the default setting. It's just like boop, 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 <laughs> trying to get people to come to your thing all day long, hum, humdrum work because no one ever loves doing that type of shit or selling cable or satellite <laughs> TV like I did. I forget that I did that, dude. I forget that I did I know. That when you had to go to, what was it, Menards, you had you had your own little booth that you had to... Guys, oh my gosh, blast from the past. I Yeah, what do you remember about it? And then I'll fill in the so blanks. So I remember that uh, you felt... And this is circa 2016. This is like spring. Was this 2016? I thought end it of, was... This is like the end of, this is like February, March. And this is for a duration of only five weeks. Yeah. So you get, you get this opportunity to work for, what was it, Comcast or something like that? It was – so I was like trying to look for this job and uh, it was AT&T. But it wasn't directly for AT&T. It was for a third-party company and they gave us AT&T polos or DirecTV polos. <laughs> And we would sell DirecTV satellite subscriptions and try and get people to change over. And if it was like AT&T and they don't want to get rid of their U-verse, which was way better than Direct T- what DirecTV had. They'd be like, oh, dude, this is a whole other fucking episode altogether. Oh, my God. I remember. I remember. Because I'm, I'm thinking like all everything I want. I, like, I just went from right now a quick overview to like – getting a little bit deeper and i just want to tell you the whole fucking thing about my perspective on that whole experience so i i mean i feel like we we have we have time you you'll you'll run out you'll run, you'll run out of steam in about like 10 minutes uh but i remember that you got this job and you were super excited in the way that you were excited for a lot of other potential opportunities around that time <laughs> <laughs> and they had, they had set you up in a booth and i can't remember if it was menards or home depot or something like that it was menards it was, it okay. was menards and yeah. that you you had to sit at this booth and try and lure people in 
to see lure is a great use of words to see great. if they would be yeah. interested in subscribing to the uh, the product that you were offering. And I just remember you being absolutely miserable during that period of time. You're like, this is so stupid. Like, I have to try and convince people to do it. something I that I wouldn't do it. myself. Like, what the hell is going on right now? I fucking hated it. <laughs> so this is 2016. So let's see here. What was I doing going into 2015? I don't know. My whole that's a whole, you know what I've realized about. I'm sure everyone's life can be like this, where you look back on certain things and it's like, you know what? I'm no celebrity. I'm no person that's done this or that. But already my life is a fucking saga. True that. Already, I'm a. I'm just a. I'm Joe somebody. I'm just a everyone else, <laughs> right? Uh, so, yeah, it was miserable. It was, like, selling stuff. being, how, being so salesy. How, how, the guy. how did you get dragged what? into this in the first place? Like, I mean, like, to actually go to a location and have to sit there <laughs> trying to beg people to come over and fill out a card so that okay. you could get, I don't know. I don't know what you would get, but. This is what people should know. So... Backtrack, 2015, I wasn't – the first three months, I wasn't even in the country because I hated winter. So I went to South America. I went to Peru and then I went to Mexico and I was gone for like I don't know how long, six weeks or something like that, maybe eight weeks. I have no idea. Um, maybe longer. Fuck. I don't even know, dude. I was gone a long time. I left like the day after New Year's Eve and came back at the end of March actually. Yeah, so like 12 weeks, I'm gone. And then I was working at the park district in the day, and I was working as a waiter at the night at Preserve 22 during the summer, right? The whole summer. Fast forward to – and then because my work at the park district was seasonal and I worked already the maximum number of hours that you could in a year, I couldn't work anymore until the next spring for landscaping, right? And then the, the job at the restaurant got really slow. And so I wasn't working there, and I was trying to get a full-time job. And uh, so this is the new year. This is now 2016, right? Because I let, I let all that ride out until the end, of, the end of 2015. I was, like, hanging out. I just had a server job, and I was, like, hanging out most of the time. And then the new year rolls around, so I'm looking for a job. And if you're not from a place that has cold weather, you don't understand just – you wake up fucking miserable every fucking day for like six months until it becomes regular weather again. No matter what, even when it's sunny and 35 degrees and like the snow is melting and it still sucks, right? So that's the overture of what I'm feeling for my life, <laughs> right? If you could take that from an audible overture to that of the 360 view everything is miserable anyway that's why i was <laughs> that's why that's that's me going that's how i found myself even going to the fucking interview because of all of that right just like life sucks this and that that and this yeah i'll go to this so i go to the interview and you want to know why I took it? Because it was better than the first interview that I went to for one job where I go and it's like door-to-door sales of like fucking power tools or some shit like that and strictly commission-based. And it's like, yeah, dude, we're, this is going to be awesome. And I'm just going with it, right? And then guys that are like super – it's like how do you – how are you so successful for, for being so incredibly young? I don't understand because we're like the same age or you're like a couple years older than I am, right? And it's like, how are you so – this looks like shit. And so then I go to this job because in the description, it's like guaranteed 35, 40, you know, first year starting out or like average salary or whatever. I go and in the interview, then I find out what it is. And I'm like, oh, this is what it is. And so I just took it because – it at, at least had like a small base per uh, salary per hour on top of whatever commissions you get. 
And I was like, this just sucks. I'll just have this until I can get something better. And it sucked for a slew of reasons. But, like, the the time was weird. It was, like, from noon until, like, 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Or maybe it was five days a week and I was off on Wednesdays, I think. And it was, so it was, like, a weird time frame. And then it's, like, you spend all day inside at the Menards getting people to sign up. And then, like, granted, like, you get a few people to come your way. And it's, it was just weird. It was just, like – I mean – like the people who are successful at all that stuff, like good for them. That's awesome. That's just not me. So, so can I ask how many people were you able to get signed up and get commission on? Tell, tell me, tell like me, it's again. Four. Four. <laughs> how long did you work there for? Like five weeks. <laughs> oh my god! And typically that is so to like depressing. be to be like. <laughs> To be, like, successful, like, to, uh, respectable numbers are to at least do, like, five or six a week, right? Oh, my God. But, of course, with stuff like that, you get – you have stuff that comes up. You, like, you need to get a working pipeline, right? And I'm, like, sc- trying to scrape the – but then you always book appointments and then they cancel, Right, and so you don't get the. It doesn't count. It's like fucking a. I thought so. Really, you need to book ten in order to guarantee like five. You know what I'm saying? And like, and a lot of the time, dude, like you're doing this, and some people they don't want to change. They're happy with it. Okay, get got it. And some people, it's like, okay, what are you looking for? You like you fucking qualify them, right? Because sales is a two-way street. The other person needs to be receptive of what it is that you have to buy that are offering. And it's not always going to be all the time like what are they selling. It's like, oh, actually, I do want to change my subscription because I hate who I'm, who I'm with. What is it that you're offering? And they're listening. And it's like you're telling them – it's like I don't understand. I'm qualifying this – this is the part that I always had trouble with sales. I am solving everything that you're telling me that you have an issue with. And you're not buying? And it always has to do with you as the salesman. And that's the point where I'm just like, I don't fucking get it. I think I'm being cool. I think I'm being open. I'm friendly. I'm not being super salesy. I'm being chill. I'm being relatable. I'm personable. I'm making them laugh. And does it do this for you? Yeah. It solves this problem. Yes. This problem. Yes. This problem. Yes. This. It's like, okay, and you like this thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't know. I need – it's like, I don't uh, – well, uh, what do you mean? See, that and I feel like that is the key component to being a good salesman is you got to sacrifice your values. The closer, like fucking you got to close that the shit part. saying you cannot live without this. This this that's is the part that I've have not I've never been able to secure even in my days of Royal United Mortgage <laughs> to being the loan advisor getting people to do loans, to cold calling and doing loans. And guess what? I'm saving you thousands of dollars a year. Why aren't you going forward? Uh, I just want to see what else is out there. And it's like, I've been so fucking cool. I've been so fucking hip, personable. I'm really la- the same thing. But it's like, what am I missing? What am I missing? Something. I'm clearly missing something, dude. What is it? Honestly, because I'm all because whether you expected the phone call or not, whether you were looking for it or not, it all like. You're hitting every single target, but it doesn't matter unless you hit the last golden target. Bullseye, nine out of two. Here's the 10th one. Convince and them. And it's saying, nope. Nope. It's like, what? What? All this time and energy that was expended trying to be able to make the sale. And then they say no. But I did get good. I did get better at like... You need to understand too, because you don't want to be desperate. Because there are times where you got to cut them loose, and it's like this is not worth my time. But there also comes a time where it's like I hate this so much, I don't even care that I'm wasting my time, and they're not going to buy because at least I'm interacting with a human, other human being instead of standing here doing nothing. Was there was there a sale that you made that you felt really good about, whether it was in the Menard thing or something else? Where it's like, you know what, I made somebody's life a little bit better, and by proxy, I made my own life just a little bit better. 
No. <laughs> no. I was really no. hoping for another answer to that. <laughs> no. Doing the direct TV thing that I don't I barely I barely remember that I did that. And the mortgage thing, dude, same thing. People just it's like you have no it's like I'm saving you all this money and they don't follow through. Or there was one that dragged on forever because it was a real big fish. It was like a million dollar loan or something like that. But the guy we later found out had his like license, doctoral license to suspended or revoked for malpractice or like something weird with money. And that dragged on forever because it was a real big fish. I'm like, I want, and I was always talking to the guys like assistant. I never talked to the actual guy. I only talked to him like once or twice. And then, like, the first one that went through, it's like, for this couple in Florida. And, like, for some reason, the loan just took forever to do. They ended up, like, taking out another loan and ended up moving forward with their swimming pool. And then to, I don't, something. There was always something weird going on. But it was just a sign. Like, it was, it was literally just a sign, like, I mean, maybe if I stuck with it and, like, really tried hard, I could have been really successful at it. But, I mean, at that point, I already thought that I had been sticking with it and was trying really hard. Regardless of the length of time, times it's just like, this just is not going to work. And then there's always going to be those people who are super fucking intense. I don't fucking care if you can do it. Like, uh, It's like, dude, this just isn't my thing. Chill. Oh, the guy, the guy at the fucking direct TV, this portly little motherfucker... Oh my god! I completely forgot about the like the best part of working there, the best story aspect part. Wow! So, <laughs> so uh, we're there one time. We go out to dinner because it's like me and my like three other teammates and like our our leader and then the owner. And we're out to dinner, and it's like, oh, what, what makes you? It's just stupid banter, like, oh, what makes you like this, or what, is it all this asking you questions about shit that you don't care about. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like stuff that pertains to what they're doing, like, like and it's, and that was hell, but I survived it. And then when I went, so when I went back, when I told him that I was quitting, uh, he got defensive. He got upset with me. Because I was like, oh, I just had a quick question about this. Like, I just want to make sure, was my ch- paycheck correct on this? Because I think this is like, well, you're, you're making a pretty strong accusation there. I'm like, I'm not making an accusation. I just want to clarify a question with the paycheck that I have. And, you know, you know, that's exactly why, you know, I knew you were going to quit. I knew you. And it's like, dude, I'm just trying to, and, all right, I'll drop off the shit tomorrow morning, take a picture outside your office where it is, and I'll be on my way. Bye. Fucking a! It's when people no longer need you or think you have you, then you see who they are. When there's when it's like they start talking shit. I knew you. I, I knew. I knew you'd be this and that. You okay. you you remember that conversation we had with your uh, real estate person? Like as longer as long as he knows that you have something to offer to him, he'll be nice to you. The moment you say oh right yeah no, then it fucking through the through the throat. So I think that wraps things up on this episode of Stream of Thought. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>